0: CHAPTER Forty Five OF THE EMANCIPATION OF SOUTH AMERICA BY Bartolomé MITRE TRANSLATED BY WILLIAM PILLING. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. RECORDING BY PIOTR NATTER. GUAYAQUIL, 1822. Up to this time the struggle for emancipation, both in the south and in the north of the continent, had been the result of the instinctive desire for independence which was common to all the people of Spanish America. But towards the conclusion of this struggle, the peculiar idiosyncrasy of each separate people began to show itself in action, and the ideas and personal interests of different leaders came into collision. Nevertheless, the fundamental principles of the revolution remained unchanged. The movement was essentially republican, based on local autonomy. The monarchical ideas of San Martin and the dreams of Bolivar of a continental union left not a trace behind. The popular movements of the north and of the south of the continent joined hands at Quito. The diverse principles of the two great leaders came into conflict at Guayaquil. When the province of Guayaquil declared herself independent, she placed herself under the protection of the troops of San Martin and Bolivar, and became an apple of discord between the two leaders both accepted the protectorate san martin with the idea of annexing the province to peru bolivar with the intention of annexing it to Colombia. in november eighteen twenty san martin sent guido and luthuriaga to negotiate a treaty of alliance which should place the province under his control when they arrived the situation had changed guayaquil had sent fifteen hundred men against quito under the command of luis urdaneta an officer from venezuela urdaneta easily overran the province of cuenca but on advancing towards the capital was met on the plateau of ambato by colonel gonzalez with six hundred regular troops and was completely defeated on the twentieth of november an argentine officer named garcia rallied the dispersed troops and led them back against the enemy but was also routed on the third of january 1821 garcia was taken prisoner and being put to death his head was exposed in an iron cage at one of the entrances of the capital the city of guayaquil was thrown into consternation at this disaster but the commissioners were well received and luthuriaga being placed in command of the remaining troops checked the advance of the enemy until the rainy season covered the low grounds with water and put an end to military operations after which the commissioners returned to peru without having made any definite arrangement the division of sucre sent by Bolivar arrived in may eighteen twenty one and for a time the influence of Colombia prevailed but the defeat of sucre and the retreat of Bolivar from pasto turned the eyes of the people again to san martin who had by this time taken the city of lima It was then that San Martín declared to take a part in the war in Quito, and sent the contingent, which did such good service at Pichincha. On the 16th of December, 1821, the district of Puerto Viejo declared itself a part of Colombia, and was supported by the Colombian officers. The Junta of Guayaquil pronounced this an act of rebellion, and resolved on measures of repression. Civil war appeared imminent when sucre interposed and by calming the zeal of his subordinates restored tranquillity on the thirtieth of november eighteen twenty one Salavar had arrived as peruvian minister with instructions from the protector to adopt a waiting policy which in the face of a resolute opposition was to ensure defeat the junta which as also the majority of the people was in favour of annexation to peru complained to salazar of the overbearing conduct of the Colombian troops on which lamar was sent from peru to take command of the provisional forces bolivar who was resolved to include in the new republic of Colombia the whole of the late viceroyalty of new granada now sent don joaquin mosquera to peru as minister of Colombia to arrange the question of limits and on the eve of marching against quito sent a note to the junta saying that The government of Guayaquil knows that it cannot remain an independent state, that Colombia cannot give up any of her legitimate rights, and that there was no human power which could deprive her of a hand's breadth of her territory. The province of Guayaquil had been at various times a dependency of the Viceroyalty of Peru, but on the formation of the Viceroyalty of New Granada it became definitely an integral part of Quito which was a dependency of the new viceroyalty during the disturbances of eighteen o nine and eighteen ten abascal viceroy of peru had for military purposes taken charge of the province as he had done of the outlying districts of upper peru which belonged to the viceroyalty of the river plate but this arrangement came to an end in eighteen nineteen by a decree from the court of madrid without guayaquil quito was cut off from all communication with the pacific the junta of guayaquil appealed to san martin who replied that if they boldly declared guayaquil an independent state he would assist them by force if necessary but that he would make no complaint if they chose to join the republic of colombia at the same time he wrote to bolivar asking him to let the people decide for themselves the attitude adopted by bolivar was one of defiance that adopted by san martin if more correct was not based either on good policy or on good military tactics bolivar could not recede without consenting to the mutilation of colombia a republic of his own creation the direct intervention of san martin endangered an open rupture between them which would upset the plans of both Under these sinister auspices took place the interview previously arranged between San Martin and Bolivar at Guayaquil, which had been postponed in consequence of the exigencies of the war. End of chapter 45